Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Hey-o. Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And we're going to be talking about the uh, 1981 One. movie. The year the, I was born. The Pit. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Me too. Oh, no, I'm six years older than you or Man, something like that. And it's your birthday. Yeah, Jesus, fuck. Everybody wish Tristan a happy birthday. Oh, thanks so much, everyone. Huh? Yeah, I, mean, great I waited job. for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm doing this on my birthday just for all of you because I care so very much. And, and I'm also, doing this because Tristan forces me to. Absolutely. Please help. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to send you back with the troglodytes. <laughs> You're going to meet the trollalogs. No trollalog hole for me, please. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, no. Um, so. So this is a fun little, a fun little. I love jaunt this movie. of a perverse, horrific. It's like this is this movie goes bounces back and forth from 1980s sitcom to oh, yeah. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in like just in a oh, heartbeat, yeah. just whenever it feels like it. I remember finding this movie at a, a video rental chain in Florida called Video News. <laughs> Or nice. I think it was it could have even been called Video News Update. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, I'd never heard of this movie. Renting all horror movies through high school, just this one completely escaped me, and I found that at that video store. Picked it up, loved the cover, <laughs> flipped it over to the back, and the only thing on the back picture is him push, oh, dumping yeah. the old lady into the pit. And I knew before I read a single word, I was like, <laughs> I'm renting this. This looks incredible. Yeah, and, and they you, completely did not disappoint. You, you were not wrong. No, uh, it is it is a brilliant, ridiculous thing. Uh, maybe brilliant was a little a little a little much. It's it's ridiculous. just broken in all the right ways. Yeah, it's it's fun and silly and just nutso. And like uh, Spookies, it also has a fun backstory to the to answer yes. some of like why everything went wonky. <laughs> yeah, way. it does. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, let's just talk let's about just it. Do it. There's so much. There's so much to talk about in this movie. Um, we start at about three quarters into the movie for some ass reason. Like, like <laughs> hard start where it's just like they don't even they don't even fade up. It's there's like boof, here's kid at a Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, rough. here's kid that you don't even know what he looks like because he's in his ghost costume already. And this scene <laughs> replays itself yeah. verbatim later on in the movie, and really makes me wonder why they even. No, started out with I, this. Just kind of, I don't know, was it a producer being like, you need a hook? Like, you need, I mean, honestly. It gives away things. It, it just, yeah, uh, I feel like if you didn't start with something that explained that there were troglodytes there, I think people would have fucking left. Yeah. You know, like, I think without the pit and the trogs, people would be like, why am I here? Why am I watching this? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great, but it's, but that first, the first, I don't know, 30 minutes of it, like up until you actually see the troglodytes. It's yeah. kind of kind of a slow, kind of a slow one. Um, but I just, I also love how they replay the scene later on in the movie. Oh my like, God. When, when it comes back to this later on in the movie, you think they're just going to jump to the pit afterwards. But nope, you see everything, including that shot of a half-eaten <laughs> hot dog again. <laughs> and you also, I mean, the other, you do find out the reason for this in the backstory of the, of the movie, which is that they fired the director and he hadn't actually taken any notes or kept anything. No storyboards. No the storyboards nothing. were all in his head. Yep. And so when they went to edit it, they were like, uh. I don't know where any of this stuff goes or how any of this fits together. So they had to rehire him. But yes. I mean, so they were kind of flying by the seat of their pants on most of it. But pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, yeah, we do start off with this Halloween party. Uh, we meet our lead character. Um, geez, why am I... Jamie. Freaking? Jamie, jeez. He's in a ghost costume. <laughs> you are Freddy, aren't you? <laughs> yep. And uh, we kind of get a flashback of him getting beat up at school. Yep. In the most hilarious fashion. <laughs> he just asks, he has one he question. He question. He's like, hey, are you Freddy? I want to join a... <laughs> yeah. It's like this kid does not give him two seconds worth of his time. And you see his little girlfriend sidekick cracking up that he punched him in the nose. Which turns out to be a terrible mistake on her yes. part. She should have shown more empathy. Yep. It's a life lesson for all of us. If you don't want to wind up in the pit, show more empathy. So we start midway into the movie, at the very beginning of the movie, and Jamie's luring this kid that punched him into the pit <laughs> that's full of trollologs. Trollologs. Troglodytes. Yes. Troglodytes. Troglodyte. And, uh... I just love this too, where he's like, uh, yeah, there's a bag of gold. Some robber left it. It's filled with jewels. <laughs> yeah. Jamie is awesome. Uh, Sammy Snyder's who plays he Jamie in this movie. He's so good. He crushes this role. And it's it's totally a make or break role. Like, if this was some other kid that was unbelievable, yep. it, it would have been stupid. But he's great with it. So he lures the kid out. And this part cracks me up, too. He sneaks up and pushes his dude in the pit. Yep. But his girlfriend's right there. And she doesn't say, mom. Yeah. <sighs> Like she and, and I mean Jamie's Jamie's even like looking like he's sneaking like tiptoe cartoon. I'm and it's like why don't you warn your man? Yeah, I don't know what was going on there because she was like. Then they cut to her and she's like spinning in circles. She's like doing her. Yeah. She's dressed as a ballerina and she's like ballet dancing. You have and, to do what you're dressed as. That's how exactly. life works. And that's yes. <laughs> And so he was dressed as a ghost, so he was dragging people to hell. Yes. And that's that's his deal. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I can't explain huh, any of this. Maybe that's true, because uh, the other kid was dressed like a pirate, and he, he was, was all about treasure. My God. It's all coming every, together. It's perfect movie. Everything makes <laughs> perfect sense. Perfect movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We get we get the first taste of what the incidental music in this movie is like. This utterly inappropriate incidental music that is straight out of Family Ties mm-hmm. or like it could have it would fit perfectly in any '80s sitcom if it was background music for Alf. Perfect. I, in the death montage later in the movie, it's totally got a uh, Looney Tunes quality and to it. And every every single death has a like the end is like a <laughs> like literal little hilarious <laughs> things. <laughs> Yeah, Alf just told a joke <laughs> yeah. or something. Real weird. Like, again, the tone of this movie, it's like child sexual predator, and then it's wacky. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> pick a fucking tone, man. So the movie originally was, it's got a weird writing history, too. Yes. Originally, the person that wrote it wrote it as a dark kind of drama horror, and then it was adapted into a book yep. that was from the screenplay. <laughs> Then they adapted the book into the movie, but the director was like, we should make it funny, too. But it also should be funny. (laughs) And you know what? All the creepy things that are in this kid's mind, like trolls, like those should actually be real. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy because in the original script, he was imagining everything. Everything. Teddy was imaginary. I mean, Teddy was a real teddy bear, but he was. But he never talked. No, and in it's this, all in his head. The trolls are all in his head. And this one, he's just like, he throws a rope down, lets him out, and they go attack the damn neighborhood. <laughs> and also, and Teddy's head moves. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, they, they go they out of their way. They go out of their way to make sure that you know that Teddy's a real living thing. Yeah. I, it, that makes no sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> but apparently, also in the book, it seemed like um, they were saying that 
Teddy was a malevolent force somehow encouraging him, encouraging Jamie to feed the troglodytes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say what was supposed to be what. It's everything in that kid's head working against him. Yeah, and yeah, that kid, and also the real tragedy. There's like a one-off line dropped there that basically indicates that he was terribly abused by his mother, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of just a throwaway. This it's is like, a bathtub line. There? Yeah, yeah. But like, ugh, <laughs> like just unbelievably horrible. And also, the librarian shower. says that too. She's like, "Oh, you're watching that kid." <laughs> There's a secret or something she says, and it cuts away. Well, no, so, she she says she says as a woman, you probably want to know this. Yeah. So what is it? It's the uh, she's telling her about the 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 photo that she got. She put it together. Do you think that, it's just that? I, oh I, yeah, that I, he's I, that I he's thought, basically a, a so psychosexual predator. Yeah. Yeah. Milka. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I think she she realizes that he's got issues. Um, I love the photo. Oh my god! And I love when she returns the book to the library, and she's like, "He cut a page. Can you fix it?" It's like, "Yes, I'll just draw another naked <laughs> body to throw in here, I guess." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. So, so we get <laughs> yes. The school bus is pulling in. Sitcom music. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and we pull in, and our main character is straight up Bart Simpsoning. He has to write, I will not bring adult <laughs> books to class a hundred times on the chalkboard. He got busted reading um, fine art nude photography. <laughs> and and so he which, which we all checked out of the library at that age. And he, he cut a he cut a body out of the out of the text. And <laughs> the the librarian goes or the uh, the teacher goes to return it to the librarian. She compares it, realizes that he has sent her this letter. That was, what, what was his ideal for happening there either? Like I, I he, mean, so he cuts out a nude body from the library book, takes a picture of the librarian, cuts out her head and pastes it on the nude body, then sends it to her. But all it says is her name under it. It doesn't say like a caption or anything funny. It's like, very confusing. Yeah. I, it, I don't know what his end game for that particular move is. I, I don't either. And then he goes, but I mean, he demonstrates this later on in the movie too with the, the writing, I love you on the window. Like, right. I think things, I think he thinks things are going to turn out much different than a sensible person would know how things are going to turn right. out. Right. I think this is uh, more <laughs> of just like how psychotic he is yep. in addition it works, yeah. to how disturbed he is because he can't. He's like, oh, they're going to really appreciate that yeah, I yeah. that I came into the shower and wrote I love you on the mirror. <laughs> She's going to be stoked. That's going to be, that's really going to work out for the me. The librarian's going to be totally psyched <laughs> that I cut up a library book. She's going to be, I think this is what you look like, a fine art nude. Isn't that a mm-hmm. wonderful compliment? Um, and a stupid kid. Turns out. Funny person. Doesn't she, Turns out he's a funny person. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and he also... He was also watching her open that letter. Oh, yeah. He's spying on the, the librarian while she's Good opening timing. the letter. And, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, he is he is the smartest person in the school. So he would know when to be there. Um, yeah. So we go to the mom. His mom is interviewing a, a nanny or a babysitter. Because it's, a, it's a long-term babysitter because they're, um, his dad got a job somewhere else so they're going to look for property to look for a house yep elsewhere for ever and i feel like i only know that because of the interview at the end or the like i don't feel like i would have ever known from just watching the movie um it doesn't really matter it's just his parents are gone he's stuck with the babysitter yeah we get it we get a flashback to the punch in the face and we're told that 
He's kind of odd. He's going through that difficult period with girls. Um, <laughs> you know, where you turn into a total creep ball. Yeah, and start becoming a serial killer. The um, He was also meant to be autistic. Yes. In the in the book. And because he was based on a real, on a real two aut- real autistic kids. Which are really crazy cases. Really crazy cases. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's weird. But One they, of them was literally about troglodytes. Yep. He had read about troglodytes, and so all the people who were mean to him, this kid imagined them or drew them as being murdered by troglodytes. And then as soon as he'd see them on the street, he would no longer acknowledge them because they had been killed by by troglodytes. So in his mind, they were gone. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) But even on the, uh, the back of the box, it says Jamie is an autistic child, but they never... The word autism is never once mentioned in the movie. Yeah, and he's not played as an autistic child no. either. He's he's played as a psychopath. Yep. Um, and I mean, it's the 80s, so things like that are kind of like, mm, you know, like if you were psychotic, if you were, you know, if you had any kind of mental illness, it was like, oh, no, you're going to become an axe murderer. That was very <laughs> like, oh, you're seeing a therapist. You're in a mental institution. The 80s were not great with mental health stuff. No. Um, <clears throat> they were great with making movies like these, though. They sure were. So he he comes over and touches this little girl's bike, <laughs> and that we meet uh, Abigail, the the weakest link in the movie, in my yes. personal opinion. Agreed. Oh, don't touch my bike, funny person. Is exactly how she speaks. <laughs> yep, and she's like like a robot. <laughs> if you keep touching my bike, I'm gonna tell my dad, and you'll be put away. Yeah. And okay. Okay. I don't know how that works. Her laughing fit when she tricks him with the bike later on is just yes. obnoxious. Obnoxious. <laughs> uh, and then he's pissed off about this, so he's kind of looking off into the distance. And then somebody who could see him a mile away runs into him with a wheelchair. Like there's a woman pushing an old lady, and she just bumps into well, him. The old lady's blind. But but we also but she's being pushed by someone yeah, behind. Yeah. The person who's pushing her isn't blind. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's blind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that actually makes sense. Um, and she's old, like, "Excuse me, son, get out of the way." Well, they meant they mentioned that the old lady, unless I interpreted this wrong, they mentioned that the old lady was the one that saw him swinging naked from the trees yes. and told his parents. But later, when he gets back at her, he acknowledges that she's blind and can't see. So, how did she see his seeing him swinging naked from that tree? Yeah. blinded her. <laughs> that was that was the moment. See, perfect movie. Everything makes perfect sense. movie. Everything makes sense. Um, <clears throat> yep. So uh, the dad shows up and he tells the Superman swing nudist story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he's like, luckily, we don't get a flashback for that. <laughs> <laughs> the children labeled him a nutcase <laughs> for some reason. Um, <laughs> and so he goes up to his room. He's upset and he feeds his toad. And. Uh, now he's going down to dinner, and now he's he's proving his first moment of him being a little pervert. And I also just thought it was weird that he has to change for dinner. The mom yells that up. Jamie, time for dinner, change. Yeah. And he does. Uh, I was paying attention to detail. He actually does. Huh. Or I wonder if they added that line, and after the fact, are like, oops. That <laughs> sounds a, a lot more likely <laughs> that, they, that they shot another scene to be like, oh, fuck. Fuck, continuity's yeah. <laughs> all screwed up on this one. Change your shirt for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and he does the old, oops, I dropped my napkin, gonna look up a skirt under the table bit. Yep. Um, 
And so now he's now he's finally alone with his babysitter in the kitchen. Do you think the babysitter did that on purpose, though? What's that? Showed him. That was because, weird. Because was she weird moved. Move. She started uncrossing her legs once he was under the table. Okay. And then afterwards, they do a small like close up on her face, and it's very unambiguous. So like, you can't really tell. And so I think that this goes back to the original version of this movie that they were changing as they were going. I think that her motivation in that scene is that she's, if you were to see what she really looked like, she would have her legs tight together, her face would be stoic, and she'd be a little concerned that he was down there. But in his mind, he's seeing oh, her uncross all... her legs. He's yeah, seeing give her, her, look, give her the look. Mm, yep. I'm into 12-year-old boy, she's saying. <laughs> you know, and so because, creepy ones. Right, because it, originally, this is all in his mind. You know, like everything he's seeing okay. is like his version of reality. And originally, too, in the book, he was eight. Right. They they bumped up his age and changed <laughs> the. Uh, this is definitely one of those movies where the scriptwriter was, um, or the original author, yeah, was yeah. he was pissed. They, yes. They completely demolished <clears throat> his book. They did, but Be- they paid him. <laughs> yeah, got the cash money. <laughs> um. Go make your own damn pit then. Yeah, now you've got all that pit money. Why don't you go make your own pit? Uh, (laughs) This movie would also be great for a sequel or a a decent remake. Yeah, I mean, he's said that he wants to, but I mean, it's never going to happen. It's been 20 years, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he tells her the story about the he changes his story midstream. He's really excited to tell her. You know what happened to me in school today? <laughs> I had to write on the board a hundred times. Oh, what did you have to write? Don't crack your, your knuckles. knuckles in class. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Yeah, that's a ticket. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so she's he's like yeah. I never deserve any of the punishment I get, which is another like kind of sociopathic kind of <laughs> kind of move. And he's like, Miss Lynn doesn't understand me. And she's like, do you understand Mrs. Lynn? That's like, <laughs> oh, damn. Spike that ball <laughs> in your face, kid. <clears throat> and then from out of nowhere, he changes his he changes to having a crazy evil look on his face. And he's like, how old is your boyfriend? Yeah. Like that's, that's where this kid shines in this movie. When he drops a creep line, man, it's potent. Yeah, like, this, it's it's weird. <coughs> I mean, I'm stoked for this kid because child actors turn into monsters if they keep trying to be in Hollywood. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that he left. But my God, this kid was talented. Yeah, like obviously could have done something mm-hmm. huge with his life, but uh, you know, it also ruins your life. So I'm glad he didn't <laughs> do it. Um, <clears throat> this next thing was super cool. Um, she drops the knife. She's like, yeah. Now, do you think that they just shot this thing like 50 times so that the knife would fall blade up? It's such an impossibly difficult thing. I didn't even notice. What do you, it what fell do you... on the back so that the blade was facing straight up. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, I've never seen a knife fall like that. So it seems like you would have that. to do it a bunch of times. To get the knife it to fell. Yeah. It might have just fallen like that, and it was just kind of a cool... Things it's just a creepy idea okay. that, like, the blade is facing straight up. That's a it's a very strange way for a knife to i got to watch the scene again, because I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. I just... I yeah. remember the scene with the knife, and he does another great creep line here. Yeah. Where he's I like, said, I'd get it. Yeah, he goes, I'll get the knife, and she bends down and gets it. Yeah, and then he looks all creepy. I said, I get it. And then she drops a really ridiculous line afterwards, where she's like... Women these days can do things for themselves. 
<laughs> well, she's not wrong. Back in the day, women could not pick up knives. Uh, in the 1800s, a woman living alone would have 13,000 knives just left on the floor. <laughs> Waiting for the she... husband to get back from the war. Because <laughs> she was unable to pick them up. It was very dangerous to walk around single women's houses. Ah, the cut foot time. <laughs> so, um, so he's going to go talk to Teddy because he's pissed. And she's like, is he a friend of yours? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Teddy's awesome. Teddy I is love I love what this bear looks like. I love that they use, I love that they use his voice as the bear too. Mm-hmm. Uh with kind of like an echoed up. Yep. And uh that it just totally works. Yeah. She's not like the others, Teddy. She's pretty. <laughs> so um yeah. Now we cut to the mother and daughter doing sit ups. What the fuck? This was a weird one. Yeah. Um, so and they're not even doing it to like a program. There's nothing on the TV. There's the, like no music playing. They're it's just, just like they hang out together. Do and they do have that. this routine memorized? Absolutely. They clearly do. It's like what they do every day. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's the aunt. And oh, right. I'm girl. sorry. Yeah. That's right. It's her aunt. It's not her mother. We never see Why? her. Why? We like, only see her aunt. Why is it easier for that to be her aunt than her mother? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. It seems like a completely random choice. It's like uh, her missing mom doesn't factor into this at all. No. <clears throat> very, very <laughs> pointless. But Teddy's saying that they should wait for for his hell of his, I guess, babysitter to get undressed and then call her. <laughs> so he creeps on her again. But also... She does know at this point that he's kind of a little got a little psychosexual issue going yeah. on. Maybe put pants on before you go see the kid. Like, I mean, it feels like it feels like if you were in psychology class, you'd at least know that. Yeah. That maybe maybe don't don't help. Um, but uh, all right. So he listens. He's listening in on the sitter on the phone and he finds out that she's got a boyfriend. Yep, yeah, And he is not happy. He is not happy, and they're going to go to a football game. I love their cheesy uh, college dorm, too, with him on the phone there. It's just, like, one dude running in the background with a towel, like... It's like almost like they tried to make it, like, an animal house frat house, but they only had, like, three people around yeah. or something. It's like one of those haunted houses that's run by one guy, and he yeah. has to run to every single station <laughs> as you're going through. Uh, <clears throat> so, so we get nipple cam here. Yeah. Um, and this is another great Jamie creep line. Oh my god! Because he's just watching her sleep. Yep. And staring at her boob that fell out of her pajama, and then she wakes up and she's like, "Oh, Jamie, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm just watching you sleep. I'm just watching you sleep. Yeah. I would never hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't mention hurting me. Okay. Uh, but uh, cool. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> that certainly didn't put that into my head. Now, yeah. um, so Jamie cooks her breakfast. Because he knows how to, because all of his, all of the helpers that he's scared away over the years have been cooks. <laughs> he kind of drops the lines that he's like, yeah, I don't know, all these people that were here that I just for some reason couldn't stand to be around me. They were all cooks and uh, now they're not here, but I learned to cook from them. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I trust what he was making either. I would not trust. I would not. I would not eat kid? food from that fucking kid. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. If if I had watched him prepare it yeah. every second, maybe. Um, like I made you some roofie kebabs. Yeah. Uh, I mean nope. kebabs. Not not excited <laughs> about this kid cooking food for me. Uh, so he tells her about the pit, and he's like, "There's trolls. 
or trollologs. <laughs> and trollologs is is a, another one of the director's director addition in this movie, where it's just like, yeah, we'll just call him this too. Like, wh- why? Well, it's weird because it was. It, it's also a very small change because he mispronounced it in the original script too. Instead, it was troglolos or something troglolas or some some other mispronunciation and so he just changed it to a different mispronunciation yeah. don't know it seems pretty it's almost like after a while he's just like oh man i'm just gonna give every middle finger to this writer i can it feels like a lot of times people do that it always seems like somebody's like if i'm doing something i always go back to like when when superhero movies first started mm-hmm. and they were like all right so we're making a Spider-Man movie. Sweet, sweet. This is going to be great. Okay, so we're going to have the Green Goblin. Yeah. You know you know what he's going to look like? Oh, yeah. You remember? He's oh, got yeah. that. Yeah, so instead it's going to be a metal face. Wait, wait what? Yeah, it's going to be a helmet, and he's going to be on a surfboard, and it's going to look weird, and it's going to be totally different. Well, at least Parker's still got those rad web shooters. No, they're going to be in his wrist. And, it's <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like... It, directors always want to be like, I'm adding my thing. Yeah. Like, I always want, you know, somebody always wants to put their stamp on it. And it feels like all these More kinds of movies. More people got to do just like straight by the book adaptations like Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. I read a great treatise on on Kubrick on The, on the Shining recently. Mm-hmm. I always hate those when people try to analyze these. This one was really good. I'll have to find it and link yeah. it on the page because it's really, it's actually really compelling. I liked it. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I want to read this. Okay. So Jamie runs through the woods to talk to his trollologs because he's feeling sad and he wants to share with the trollologs. And he's got chocolate bars because, because, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Because the babysitter drops like a, like, what I do you think know. they eat? I don't know. Maybe chocolate bars? Chocolate bars. Like, for okay. All I yeah. Know. Maybe you're right. I'll bring some candy to these trolls in the woods. <laughs> Um, what would have been great is if they were part dog and it just killed them all. <laughs> and that was the end of the drugs. And we never saw them again. Well, they did call them dogs in the end. They for sure some did. some ass reason. And we're also, uh, we're also treated to trog vision, which looks like it's like an ashtray full of pee that you're looking through. It's this like blurry I've always, I've always yellow. hated the, and like, it's a, it's a staple of every killer animal oh, movie. Yeah. Whenever you get the animal's vision, it's always like a different color. And kind of blurry. Yep. And I just, I hate that so much. Like, why can't it just be normal? Why can't the animal just, like, have normal <laughs> damn eyes? It is weird, especially when they do something like this. It's It goes back to my other thing of, like, if you're going to have an animal kill somebody, don't have it do it with a knife or a gun. Yep. It's dumb. They have claws. Right. <laughs> and so in this, it's like, oh, we want, we want our monster to be really scary. It can't see very well. It's got, like, really bad cataracts. <laughs> so it's kind of like your grandma. So it's like being chased by your grandma... Real slow, can't see anything. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> like, how about it can see really well? Yeah, that that's, makes it creepier. That's more. That's scarier. Um, but, but these instead, guys are pretty nimble and fast for a... Uh, they are. Just not very smart. <laughs> not very smart. <laughs> when you see them later, they from the back, they look exactly like Ewoks. I think their costumes are great. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, they have kind of like weird wolf faces and yeah, kind of cool. It's a cool look, and they and don't and they don't overkill it, showing you them. They don't. They they look like fuzzy chuds, is kind of what they look like. <laughs> They've got the the reflector eyes. Fuzz chuds, <laughs> fuzzy chud. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of fuzzy chuds, their eyes are like Teddy's, which I also liked. 
I thought that was a cool thing. What like do you mean? When you see them, he's they've got these little button eyes that look very similar to Teddy's when they reflect. They do, but they're just glowing yellow. Yeah, so they're just like like little button eyes. They're instead they're like glassy instead of being like okay. an eyeball. Which I thought, like when I looked at it, I compared it to the bear. Okay. So in my mind, I I associated the two of them. Maybe. Just like Jamie's mind. Oh my God, am I Jamie? Fuck. Oh damn. <laughs> I got something I need to show you. Well, this will be my last podcast here. <laughs> um, do you want to play football? Yeah. Um, I would love to learn. That's great. Um, so at the football game. Oh, this is great. Jamie, a bit of overacting here on Jamie's part. Jamie is fucking pissed. He's jealous. He is so angry through this whole thing. <laughs> so they're just sitting there. She's watching her boyfriend score all sorts of points. He's like, touchdown. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not even pretending to to be okay with this. And he keeps it up, too, even when they leave the game. They all get into a... Yeah, they get into... The, dude's convertible, and he's like, throws him the game ball. And he's like, you know, th- spikes it in the backseat. <laughs> spikes it in the backseat. <laughs> like, he's really angry. He's like, you want to learn how to play football, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do, eh? <laughs> and so Jamie runs to his room to cry because he's realized that he can never live up to this football star. <laughs> and uh, the girl just is not into the 12-year-old as much as she's into the hunky quarterback, <laughs> it turns out. Weirdo. Uh, so She's also into hunky 45-year-old dudes with mustaches yeah, I, that she hooks up with one day after her boyfriend goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's a whole other story. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. That part is broken. Real weird. Mm. Um, so the babysitter visits the librarian mm-hmm. and she learns that he's a dangerous pervo, basically. Like she, she. Well, kind of. They, we don't, just, they just cut away. But she says. I wonder why they do that, though. I mean, I think that it was, I think it was enough information. I think that that was just a, like, I don't think that she needed to go into detail about the whole story because we saw the story. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm wondering if there wasn't something more there, like, as I brought up earlier, especially when he drops that line in the bathtub, you're like, what's going on in this family? Nah, I think she's no. literally just warning her about Jamie. And I think, I think she's there's just saying, something else deeper yeah, going on. Maybe. There could be. I need to find this book. But I feel like she's literally, like, because, I mean, she says... As a woman, I feel like you need to know what's up to feel mm-hmm. safe, I think. I think she said something about, like... Yeah. So it's, you know, clearly she's, like, looking out for this woman. Let's write the writer. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it, work for Forever Evil. I guess That's answers. a good point. It might actually work. <laughs> uh, so, finally, Jamie's starting to connect with people out in the real world. The little girl that kept pulling the football away from him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She wants to share her bike with yeah. him. Yeah. Now he can finally learn to trust again. He's going to he's gonna make a human connection, and it's going to fix him right up. So she Oop, says, the bike's broken. Oh, she burned you. Damn, the wheel flies off. He falls down. And, and she, she has the most unconvincing, <laughs> over-the-top laughing fit over it. That, it's like one of the few parts of the movies that, that really annoys me, because it's just like, ugh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Uh, so her aunt, the librarian, is like, you're a jerk. Don't do that to him. And also don't play with him because he's creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. And she doesn't do anything. She doesn't even apologize to Jamie. No. She just like, pulls the girl away. Like, Don't ever play with him. Yep. <laughs> and, well, I mean, she has reason to believe him to be a dangerous yeah. psychosexual oh, yeah. deviant. So, um, 
All right. So in the meantime, the sitter finds a nudie mag under under his mattress. And then as she leaves, Teddy's head turns, which is just the director giving a fuck you to the original writer to be like, ha ha. No, he's real. Everything's (laughs) real now. Uh, So we don't know what the cinematic rules are anymore. We don't know. Like he's not following any conventions because it feels like all of this. The voice is is his in the Teddy that the Teddy Bear is making. We hear that. But he's not even there in the Teddy moves. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> so, confusing. I uh, thought it also also would have been cooler, too, if we, we didn't see Teddy's head move, but just saw his head in a different position, like, after she left. Because the camera cuts off him for a minute. Then it I goes, agree. Then it goes back. Then we see him move. Like, it would have been cool if he was just laying face down. We see her leave. That's a little subtle up. for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, it just feels like there's too much weird stuff in this that doesn't tie together at all. Is, does that? Am I correct in this? Like, it feels like if you were if you were writing a, a movie and you just had a hat with like 50, an idea hat, fifty and you just kept different reaching ideas, one. and you're yeah. like, here's three ideas. I'm going to take whatever the first three things are: troglodytes, serial killer child, and evil teddy bear, and. I'll just reach in for good measure and, uh, oh, we got ghosts. And okay. ghosts. Oh, no, for fuck's sake. That's right. <laughs> ghosts. Right. So it's four yeah. completely unrelated ideas. Um, and and uh, then I'll pick my genre that I'm going to be. Uh, we've got drama. Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> horror. Creature feature. Yes. <laughs> and after school special. At, okay. I literally had after school special written in my notes right up top because <laughs> it's shot. I mean. Being Canadian, it's going to look like Degrassi. Yep. Like, it felt very Degrassi Junior High, but, like, crazy, crazy after-school special feel to this whole thing. And then, which is weird, because then you have all the horrific things that happen. Again, same deal with it feeling like a sitcom, where mm-hmm. you're like, haha, it's just silly info. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not okay. Oh, and then... <laughs> Oh, oh, the funny, wacky music, and oh, God, oh, what am I looking at? <laughs> oh, runaway wheelchair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so, there's a lot of that. Um, all right, what do we got here? Oh, I also wrote down that Jamie and the Trollologs would make a great 60s band. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Chilling in this pit all day. <laughs> all right, okay, we got a band to make. <laughs> Jamie and the Trollologs. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, so he's he's in the living room painting a car model. Uh, it's a train, a caboose. A, sure, which I thought I thought was an interesting choice instead of being the obvious choice, which would have been an Aurora horror thing, like The Prisoner or something, where it's like somebody chained <laughs> yep. in a basement with like a sexy naked lady there or whatever. You never like, see his train set at all, though. He's painting this model train, but you never ever see his train set. Yeah. I felt that was lazy. <laughs> it's also just not thematic. It's like, it doesn't fit with the movie at all. Like and the, he's painting like the inside roof of an enclosed train car. So maybe that... Maybe is, that's it. Maybe that's another why he's weird. Like, look at how weird he is. <laughs> look at where he's painting. <laughs> he's the inside, painting the of, inside a of a model. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she's like... And I like how she just starts here. Like, it's almost just like... Why don't you have any friends? Yeah, like completely <laughs> bashing him. I noticed that you're a friendless loser. What's noticed, that about? Yeah, 
Don't you get sick and tired of never ever talking to anybody and being by yourself? Do you feel like you're going to be alone forever? Yeah. Hmm. Because you're really like shooting towards that goal. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do you like cats? Because you're about to have 60 of them. (laughs) Um, So she, in after after bashing him for having no friends for about five minutes, she's like, and also, here's a dictionary. I looked up the word troglodyte, and troglodytes are fake, which they 1,000% are not. Troglodytes are, (laughs) it's people who lived in caves. There absolutely were troglodytes. That is a thing, period. Oh, it, just really? means, it just means cave dwellers. It oh, just I just means... thought it was a fake thing like a troll because I get all of my information from, from characters in exactly. movies like this. <laughs> no, but it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that doesn't take a lot of research to just say that. They didn't have a lot of research. She just had one book. She had one book that said that troglodytes and trolls were the same thing. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, and also, it isn't a cave. It is a hole in the ground. Yeah. So, not technically a troglodyte. Um, I believe I saw it in the book. They did have caves too. There were tunnels that connected to the multiple. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. And and that's also part of the Lovecraftian thing. They said yes. that there was Lovecraftian yep. elements yep. that would also add to the like catacombs thing, where it's like underneath the graveyards or whatever, and all that lurking fear. Kind so of. I just arrived to get my inheritance from it's my <laughs> dead parents and found this house, and I fell into a grave where <laughs> all of my relatives have been alive since the dawn of time. Um, yeah, fun stuff. So here's quite literally the most disturbing scene in the whole fucking movie where he's like, it's time for me to take a bath. Yeah. So you want to give me a bath? Will you wash my back? No. The answer to that is unequivocally, no, you're 12 years old. I'm 24. Fuck no. Bathe yourself, you fucking weirdo. And that's the question too. She's like, will you, will you wash my back? And she's like, don't you think you're a little old, too old for that? He's like, oh, come on. I'll be under all the soaps and suds. You won't see anything. You better be, she says. And then she gives him a fucking bath. Yeah. Nope. And spends like a lot of time washing his back. Nope, 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 nope. Um, What's wrong with this babysitter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's not helping. Um, and she's like, she likes that he loves her. He's like... I do you do you want me to love you or some weird line? Oh, he, like, well, he goes like, so I'm in love with somebody, but they're older than me, and I don't think they like younger people. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. super subtle, kid. Yes. And she sprayed her ass. Is it me? Yes. And uh, she says, "I like that you love me." Yeah. Which again? Stop leading this kid on with your making... pantsless frolicking, and your <laughs> boob fallout sleeping, and you're giving him a bath now. Uh, and then we also get the creepy, probably the creepiest line in this movie, or one of them from Jamie there, where he's just like, why do you think mother washes me so much? Oh, fuck. What? That's a lot to unpack. That, I mean, and she, she actually, the actress gives that the gravitas that it deserves. Mm-hmm. She hits that line and she goes, good. <laughs> like she has a real like stroke out moment where she's like. Oh fuck! I think I just figured out what the hell is going on here, yeah. and she makes the appropriate facial. Ooh, <laughs> and so yeah. Hey, I just pulled incest out of this hat too. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! I pulled <laughs> flowers in the attic out of the hat. Uh, this is where Jamie brings the trogs chocolate, and then uh, the girls jog and talk shit about Jamie. Yep. Throw away scene. Yep. Throw away. <laughs> They just say the same shit. Uh, Jamie goes to the library and the librarian's watching him like a hawk. 
And I love this fucking part. <laughs> and so he grabs a he grabs a bunch of animal books, and then he runs outside the library and sits smack down in the center of the fucking staircase where people are walking, and just starts reading this book. And what is he looking for? He you see his fingers scroll down the table of contents. What then he gets do trogs eat? Then he gets to ca- uh, carnivores, and it's like, okay, yeah, they they eat meat. You know this. Yeah, it's not like he was like... What did you get from his book, kid? I think they couldn't find something that said great apes or something. Like, they should have had something that was like, what do, like, the major apes eat? And there's like, oh, these ones are carnivores. Aha, that's what I'm looking for. So he figured out, he figured out from this book that they eat meat. So now we start into the um, visiting the butcher a lot <laughs> section of this movie. Yep. <laughs> that's a lot of meat yeah. says the butcher well it is for five people, people. <laughs> not Tro-lo-log. troglodytes <laughs> in the cave that I'm feeding that not I'm going to murder people not for those it's for people I need candy bars too <laughs> also candy bars <laughs> they love it they are stoked <laughs> about the the various meats he's like combine a bunch of meats into a big bag basically yeah. stew, it's stew beef apparently <laughs> And so, uh, yep. So they love the, the, it. Jamie the jerk doesn't even unwrap the meat for these fucking creatures. I know they're gonna eat so much paper. They ate they ate the paper off the chocolate bars. What's well, weird too that he wouldn't let them out in the first place either. Like he didn't even know what they he didn't he didn't even know what they eat. He just knew that they were trapped. Mm. So True. when you see it, if say you found a deer and it had fallen <laughs> into a hole in the woods, you'd throw would chocolate you, bars. Would, you, at would it. you like call the park ranger throw, and be throw like, chocolate bars at it? That's what I would do too. Right, absolutely. Yeah, um, that's, what it, that's what it always says. And it's like, oh shit, I found this poor animal. It's trapped. I guess I'll just keep feeding him in this I'm trap. Just keep chucking chocolate bars <laughs> at his face. That's Jamie. That's our Jamie. Um, so. Jamie in the trilogs. Boom, boom. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my God. Hanna Barbera, call yeah. us up. I've got a mystery solving team yes. for you. <laughs> we work cheap. <laughs> Uh, so this is the scene where she's showering and he sneaks in and writes, I love you (laughs) again. And also another interesting part about this is the way that he does it because he doesn't linger on her naked body, which I thought was weird. It was a weird, but again, it's, it's that like sociopath angle where it's Mm -hmm. like, maybe he understands what he's interested in about this. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he's, you don't really know which way he's coming from on this whole thing because he literally writes it. And pretty much he gives her like a side glance and then is like, I'm out. Yep. So that was interesting. And I love to uh, he's so pleased with himself when he gets back to his bedroom to sit with Teddy to wait for her reaction. Like he jumps on the bed and he's all like, just like the library. They go, this is this is a good idea. He's (laughs) he's excited to find out what the reaction is going to be. It's like, this is going to be good. And then she shrieks and he's like, oh, crap, it's not going to be good. Maybe, maybe I don't understand human beings the yeah. way that I should. Um, and so she, she bitches him out and yells and he's like, if you're going to leave, give me a picture of yourself at least. Bitches him out and yells and comes in in just a towel. Again. <sighs> again. Yeah. <laughs> again, not behaving like a human being no. would. Uh, <clears throat> so, Get dressed and then go talk to kid. Right. This, you know this pervo is like. Right. All about you naked. So Stop she, showing up naked. She goes out to water the plants. And naked. He's, <laughs> no, not really. 
<laughs> and she steal and he steals money from her purse to buy more meat to go buy <laughs> he needs meat money <laughs> i love how this kid it's like from the outside he's a little pervert who's like hoarding meat which is a real <laughs> fucking weird of all the weird looks of this movie that's a real <laughs> i think he might be building a lady yeah <laughs> I I made a new meat mom. <laughs> meat mom. I also wonder if there's uh Jamie and the Tralalogs <laughs> boom, and boom. Meat Mom. <laughs> meat Mom too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the third season they really needed to pick it up, so they added Meat Mom as like she can grant wishes and Jamie stuff. Jamie and the Tralalogs <laughs> Christmas special with Meat Mom. Oh fuck. <laughs> Just thinking of all the awesome that could be. Oh, really true. <laughs> That's that's exactly the remake that this movie needs. Mm-hmm. It needs to be remade as a Hanna-Barbera mystery-solving team. Uh, so, of oh, yeah. course, what was I going to say? We're uh, so off track. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, how many meat stores do you think are in uh, the store in the, in the town? Because he goes right back to the same butcher. He's just like, I need 20 more pounds of meat, please. And then the guy's like, uh, do you have a freezer? Aren't your parents away? Aren't your parents... <laughs> Oh. oh, he doesn't even come up with an explanation. He's just like, "Take my money, give me meat." Are there any escaped tigers yeah. in this town that maybe this kid has it's, in his basement? It's like, but we see later on when Jamie frames Mustache Man, he's not an he's idiot. Smart. He, he can smart and plan ahead. You'd think like, oh, if I kept buying fifty pounds of meat every day from the butcher. Well, like, he does realize it because he 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 realizes it at twenty pounds. He he probably doesn't think about the fact that somebody's going to put it together, that that's a weird thing to do. Yep. So he does that. He buys it that last time. And then the next time he tries to steal it (laughs) after being outsmarted by chickens, Um, which which is hilarious, (laughs) which is, uh, again, another ridiculous thing. Uh, So uh, where are we at? Oh, my God. He he's running out of this is the scene when I first noticed how bad all how how distinct all the Canadian accents were. Mm-hmm. He hits the the librarian with the door as he's running out of the butcher. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, my, one of my favorite lines, even though it's my least favorite person in the movie. Well, if it isn't clumsy, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it isn't clumsy, stupid. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, just, I just insult with adjectives. <laughs> Jamie and the Trollologs meet... Clumsy, stupid. Clumsy, stupid. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oh god. So, <laughs> the picture is a freaking hallway gag with Jamie and the Trollogs running across and going into all the doors like the Scooby Doo. It's gonna be. This is this is money. I swear to you. <laughs> all right. So he goes. He feeds the Trogs. And he, he's like, oh, they can't get out, blah, blah, blah. So he establishes that, that they, are, they aren't going to be able to get out of there without his help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Teddy asks about Mrs. Livingston. Teddy's putting some evil thoughts into his head. He's good at that. And so... What is that music? I don't know. I'm spooked out. What do you think it is? Where is it coming from? I don't know. Ghosts. I don't know. I think Michelle might be listening to music over there or something. Oh, did you ever see Yellow Brick Road? No, I didn't. It's one of my favorite movies, and these people are in the woods in New Hampshire, and they just start hearing like old-timey 30s music. That might be what's going on And here. it just never leaves. So the whole time they get lost in the woods, they just hear this in the background. This old... 
That's spooky. so spooky. <laughs> Let's talk about Yellow Brick Okay, Road. so <laughs> so Elton John released an album in 1972. It was <laughs> uh, okay. So. Uh, so this this is his big he has a big master plan here which and then is, he pulls it off flawlessly somehow absolutely flawlessly with and echo I, effects on his voice just like teddy yeah so <laughs> i have more to say about this later okay, on okay but okay so he calls he calls from a phone booth he sees he knows exactly where the 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 niece is going to be she's going to be away he knows that the aunt is going to be doing her exercises in but that they, room. But she does her exercises with the niece every night. Why would she be gone but for this time? This time she was at a dance recital. Oh, is that what they said? Some, yeah, something, okay. something recital, they said. And so, kids always have recitals. <laughs> exactly. So, this is just his unbelievably convoluted plan to coerce this woman into showing her breasts And it completely works. And it completely works. Uh, so, he calls from a phone booth puts a cassette recorder of his kidnapping threats that are apparently timed exactly to her responses <laughs> and basically says, I have your, I have your niece. I'm going to, you know, whatever. If you want it her to. It sounds just like Teddy. Right. And so. Which makes no sense. Especially later on when he uses that device to frame him. But <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's in police evidence, and it's got that child's voice on it, and it's like, hey, mustache man, how did you sound exactly like Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's another count of impersonating Jamie. And mustache man just won't say anything, because he's really good at that. Yeah, because <laughs> they do not pay him enough to memorize lines. <laughs> um, so she does eventually, she's like, angrily shows her boobs, and... The niece comes but home like and she, like, But she just like giantly assumes too that she's in the right place. Because like on the recording too, he's just like, I want to see you. Well, that's all he says. Yeah. And she's like, okay, here's boobs. Like that could also mean like, I want to see you and meet to talk about things. Like, yeah, it, whatever. <laughs> it worked and it was disturbing. Uh, and so very weird little scene works out perfectly for him. He takes a Polaroid and then brings it home. <laughs> I love when he brings a picture home. Because well, I love, too, when the niece walks in. And she's just right. like, oh, Margaret, what are you doing? Aunt Margaret, what are you doing? <laughs> and then she just yells, like, you asshole, out the window. <laughs> and then, so, yeah. So he runs home and looks at the pictures of Teddy. And I, I love this whole scene where she's just like, oh, my God, did he look at her face? And Teddy goes, I'm going to look at these pictures a lot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this movie is beyond beyond. So he... Uh, he gets called on the missing money by Sandy. Mm-hmm. They're out for a walk by the town gazebo. And like, and she's like, you would, t- if, if you were missing something, you'd talk to me. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Of course you would. So if I was missing something, I should talk to you. Now I'm going to ask you a very direct question. Where's my motherfucking money? Where's my money? <laughs> and he goes, Whoa! and then runs <laughs> like just, uh, like his response to this, his very innocent response is, and then just takes off. Uh, I can't wish I could do that sound effect of the trolling feet. Yeah. Where they <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and so he runs away and then picks her some flowers. And he's like, I picked you some flowers. <laughs> this is probably worth the meat money. <laughs> this has got to be 10 bucks worth of flowers, right? It's like, like three. And do you have any money I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> I got a habit. I got a meat habit. <laughs> so got a ten pound of stew beef a day habit. 
<laughs> so he's so because he can't afford meat now, he goes and tries to steal. He doesn't even try to steal small. He goes to the butcher who's unloading, and he tries to steal like the an biggest entire freaking leg of like three hundred pound cow leg. Um, obviously, he can't pick it up, and then he runs away. And then fucking sit calm comedy vignette. Yeah, shit just starts where he tries to I'll steal a cow. To- well, is it before or after the chickens? The chickens are the last one. Oh, okay. He couldn't steal the cow. <laughs> and, and the cow one's hilarious, though. He's, he's, he's trying to walk across a cow across the field, pulling a rope. And be like, come on. You know, people are just going to cut you up and make hamburgers with you anyway. I got some friends you got to beat. Because <laughs> they like meat. And then he can't. The cow just won't move. So he's like, nah, I didn't want to hurt you anyway. And then there's just like green acres. Like As he's trying to catch comedy chicken. music. While he's trying to catch chickens, he's outwitted by the chickens. He's lucky shot by a crazy farmer. True. <laughs> he was then, also not trying to be secretive at all either. <laughs> no, not at all. And so he goes home to Teddy and he's like, Teddy, I failed. I suck at everything. I can't do this. And Teddy's like, you know what you've got to do, buddy? you got to kill people. And he's like, oh, I don't want to kill people. He's like, you only have to kill nasty people. Oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Only the nasty ladies. Where have I heard this before? Yeah. So uh, so then so then we begin my favorite movement of the movie. Uh, we get three back to back deaths. Wow! It, it with, goes with with fast with here. goofball music. Yeah, and with a goofball like end cap to every one of them. So, and, and and goofball ways that these fucking people fall into the pit. Yeah, um, it defies all logic. Oh, absolutely. So first he 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 targets Abigail, the little girl <laughs> that tricked him with the bike. Yes, her hers is funny as. hell. And he convinces her that there's this super hard bike trail that you couldn't ride. She's like, bullshit, I'll do that. So they run out to the woods together. He runs ahead of her and then pulls out this Rambo tripwire, knocking her off her bike. And she faints, I guess, when she lightly falls on the ground sideways. I was, I was interested about that, too, because it looks like some time passes before she can get back up off the ground. Yeah, she doesn't hit her head or anything. She's like stunned. You would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she did. Let's just say she she, she bumped her head on a sure. pebble. And uh, so Jamie takes her bike, rides it into near the pit, and stands on one side <laughs> on of the, the pit. On the other side of the looking pit. Looking at her with the bike. Yep. And then she just comes out and sees him and is like, get my bike back and just walks <laughs> right into the pit. Oh, what'd she say when she falls too? She's just like... Oh, she's like, give me my bike, or I'm going to call the police. Yeah. <laughs> something, like that, something like that. Oh, my God. Uh, give me back my bike, or my aunt will call the police on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then another sitcom but we sting. Just see, we see the whole, her walking into the pit. Like, how could she not see that there? It's hilarious. And then, yeah, and then afterwards, we get the little post, boop, boop, with Jamie riding her bike all crazy. It's like, I mean, of course you're going to have the comedy sting. A child just died. Yeah. I mean, she was torn apart by animals. <laughs> hey, let's kill a senior citizen Delightful. next. What could be funnier? Hey, a senior citizen's death will be <laughs> So he goes, hits up the blind lady that apparently saw his noodle Jesus in the trees. <laughs> and then this... Uh, again, like I said earlier, when I first saw this movie and looked at the back of the box and saw that picture of him doing that, this sold me on it. And this scene's great. The wide shot of him pushing this old lady in a wheelchair across the field. Oh, my is God. It's just cinematic gold it is, in my book. It's straight up Monty Python. Oh, yeah. 
it is like the, this. The, the co- old lady's waving her, her arms all crazy. Her waggling arms. And Not at all else. trying to like stop the wheel with her arms. Just legit <laughs> Monty Python. Very funny. Like played for comedy oh, and yeah. actually was very funny. I laughed out loud when I saw it. Oh, me it's too. Like legitimate like howling laughter when I hit that. But when you think scene. about it, this 12 year old is killing a senior citizen that's helpless. Which is hilarious. And they make it fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, again... It was not written to be hilarious. This whole movie is that. It's like everything is tonally just... It's bonkers it's, town, man. It's insane. There's no... It, when we're Even when we're describing it, it's... Someone from the outside must think we're insane. Yeah. Because if you haven't seen this movie, you can't explain how they get away with it. Like... I mean, by today's standards, if this movie came out in 2019, mm-hmm. they would not get away with it, obviously. This is a this is a, a movie of its time. 1981, you can do these sorts of things and people don't really call you on them. But, like, all the weird sex stuff and the weird, like, abuse stuff and all that, it's, like, it's couched. So you never feel... It, it feels dirty and disgusting, mm-hmm. but not to the point that you would expect it to for the kind of movie it is. Yeah. And this movie ends up getting so goofy that it kind of erases any kind of like... It's a trauma movie before trauma was making these <laughs> kinds of movies. And so he pushes this old lady all the way across the field, down the trail, and dumps her into the pit. Just like straight up, not with the wheelchair though, just dumps her out of it. So he can get this great comedy sting of Jamie driving the wheelchair out of the forest. <laughs> Amazing. And also, I mean, the other great part of this is that this is 1981. That was an electric wheelchair in 1981. Can you imagine how much that thing weighed? Oh, yeah. Like. The battery alone would probably be. Probably 800 pounds. Yeah. And he just picks that thing up and he's like wings the lady out of it, lifts it up with her in it and dumps her out. Well, he built a lot of muscles. He built a lot of muscles. Because uh, there, there was a lot of scenes where he was stealing meat, like 300-pound <laughs> chunks. Oh, he eventually got to the point where he could lift those 300-pound Yes, legs. exactly. Okay, yeah. good. We skipped that. It was a training montage. It was, <laughs> it was a real rocky type thing. Ah, so we killed our little girl. We killed our old lady. Now let's go to the boyfriend. Oh, man. And and honestly, of all of them, like, these two sucked as people. I he mean, was obviously, not a nasty person. The little girl, you know, was a nasty child. So obviously... A different, mm-hmm. a different story. Old lady was a pretty mean person. I can see where he would get that. This guy just wants to help him. Yeah. The whole time, this is clearly selfish motivation that he doesn't like the fact that he's the boyfriend. <laughs> and again, uh, so he <laughs> they play football in the field. He runs with the ball towards the pit <clears throat> and then tricks the boyfriend to like run towards him again. <laughs> like, how can you not see this hole? Go long. <laughs> <laughs> that I would understand, but you don't. He doesn't even do that. He's just looking straight ahead when he runs into the pit. He's like, "Go for a long one," yeah. and he goes and he grabs the ball and flies into the pit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he goes back home and he's he's talking to. We Teddy. get that last comedy sting of him coming oh. out of the woods. Playing with the football. Playing with football. It's, yeah. It's, it's a, like, I like that little three-part vignette. Like, dude, every time he comes out, you keep seeing him come out at the yep. end. <laughs> and, and the now, music's just as constant. It's and totally it's a Looney Tunes. Of, it's a rule of threes, too. There were three kills in this little montage. It's like it's straight comedy play. Yep. Um, so he's run out of bad people. And then he's like, wait, no, I haven't. There's two more. Remember our cold open? <clears throat> and we're back to the Halloween party where we started. Yep. And so we're just going to repeat that scene. Over. Where is this? 
Why, why, why are there little kids there? Why is those kids there? They seem like too old for this shit. Like, especially if he's wow. punching people on the playground. He seems like he'd be way too cool for school to hang out with <laughs> these like five-year-olds that are also at this shindig. Confusing. We never find out where this party is. Like, It's never even mentioned ever in this movie that it's Halloween time either. Nope. Until we're at the Halloween party. Uh, kind of odd. Yeah, <laughs> but like we were saying at this earlier, point, at this point, we 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 so we know Jamie's got the hole. I mean, we saw him push this kid in, in the beginning of the movie, but now we know more of the story of the hole and everything. So you think once we go back to the scene, they would just kind of fast forward to the damn right hole in the woods? Nope, we see everything all Every over again. Single bit of them the walking scene. through the woods again to the hole, just cut from the party to the hole. <laughs> yep. And so he he does he dumps he dumps the the guy into the hole. He chases the girl, so he's gone into active serial killer mode. Here oh, too. totally. So he before stalk, he stalks and taunts her. Right. So oh, yeah. before he was like, well, whatever. Now he's like literally like like fucking Freddy Kruegering through mm-hmm. the woods, like making fun of her, taunting her, and like knocks her out and drags her back to the hole. And his ghost costume, I think, is great. For yeah. As simple as it is, I think it's a really effective, creepy. Yeah. Agreed. Costume for him. And so. He does this, uh, and then he's But then like, he does that the really weird thing that <clears throat> you find out what for afterwards, but at the time it doesn't make any sense. So yeah. eventually he, he jumps at the girl, says boo, she faints, and she's wearing that ballerina tutu, and he's just like, well, it looks like you won't need this anymore, and just yep. takes the tutu part off of it. Yeah, I think at the time you kind of go, oh, it's a, like a serial killer thing where he's like he's keeping souvenirs. Trophies yeah, or, trophies. Yeah. Uh, but... In reality, he's getting stuff to frame the new boyfriend. So, but does he even? Oh yeah, I guess he saw him before this. Maybe, happened. maybe. Who knows? Who cares? Either way. And then um, he pushes. He pushes the ballerina into the pit too, because she laughed at him getting his nose punched. Yes, uh, and he was like, you know. Oh, that part's cool too. You're just gonna spend the rest of your life laughing at other people's misery. You should go in here because you two are very much alike, and. You should spend the rest of your lives together. And in it's heaven. sad because you're very pretty, but yeah. you're not pretty on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's a potent moment. Yes. And then he's like, whoop, in the pit. In the pit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> now Mustache Guy shows up, who I I did not know what the fuck was going on. When no, this, it's, this is a totally broken part because she mentions the babysitter there, mentions to him that, like, do you know what? anything about my boyfriend? He's missing. Like, his friends can't find him. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's, like, leaving. Like, it's post-coital, and he's like, thanks for the coffee. And they kiss. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Uh, Where did you come from? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Your boy, you, you never even broke up with your boyfriend. He just went missing. And and all this takes place in a matter of days. Like, yeah. how did you move on so fast? They don't even give Mustache a name, I don't think. I don't think so either. Well, No, I think they did at the end. I think because they had to reference him for some reason. But, uh, so... They go back into the kitchen where they were for those first scenes when they first met. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they go back to the, like, she asks him, did Alan come over to play football with you? And he's like, no, why? Was he supposed to? Yeah. And so he's really, like, sucking at lying about all this stuff. And he's like, he's acting very strange. And she slaps him. She's just like, I'm tired of your shit. Slaps him. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he drops the line, they don't eat chocolate bars. That and cool. she's like, who? <laughs> you know who. And, Again, kid's great at being creepy. He is great at being creepy. So she agrees to go check out the trogs and wears pumps into the woods. 
this is a woman who is who has established herself to be a runner. Like she has like track suits She's, and all sorts. Oh of, yeah. And it's like so she just walks into the. Guess woods. I'll dress up for a business meeting. Yeah, and <laughs> so she walks into the woods in pumps and a dress, <clears throat> and keeps falling down. And eventually, you know, he's like, "No, no, no! It's, it's not that far. Come on, keep going, keep going!" And basically keeps dragging her forward because she keeps fucking falling down because she's wearing pumps in the woods. <laughs> um, and Sandy finally sees the hole, and she's like, and "Pigs! Yeah, yeah, pigs must have fallen in there." It's like, look closer. Come on. Mm. Oh, nope, those are trogs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then she proposes that they need to tell a paleontologist. Yeah, because these are chuds. You got some fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy chuds. chuds. You got some fuzzy chuds in this hole. Fuzzy chuds. <laughs> New fuzzy chuds. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're a huge find, blah, blah, blah. No, they'd lock them up. They'd, you know, they, they'd keep them in a cage. You keep frogs in a cage. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> That's different. And also, whoa, Sandy falls in by accident. Oops. <laughs> she, I mean. At least she saw the damn pit first. <laughs> at least, though. Before standing on the edge on in pumps. On I, okay, slick, so. Slick grass. Yeah, I feel weird about standing on the edge of, like, mud like that. Oh, like, yeah. if there was, like, an edge and it's like, oh, no, I'm going to get my pants wet. If it's like, oh, no, I'm going to be eaten by troglodytes in a cave. She's also proven herself not to be the most critical thinker. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I would I would have backed up at least 10 feet yep. from the cave full of troglodytes. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. That's just how I do things. Um, so I, so I, I saw something about this. Maybe it was on the documentary that you watched, too. That everything in this scene after the slap was supposed, was supposed to, be to be in he- yeah. his head. Which would have made sense. It also would have been, you know, this movie could have taken a neat direction too, as if there weren't any trogs mm. in that pit when he brought her out there. And that was, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have made sense too. I mean, if it wasn't all in his head. Right. I mean, it would have made sense that he, that all of this stuff happens, like in the film, you see the troglodytes, you see her die. And then, and then she's like, Jamie, Jamie, what, what? There's nothing here. Or there is just the bodies of the people that he killed in that pit. There's, yeah. Uh, just there's, like there's a from pit. starvation. Yeah. Because like, he never he never stabbed anybody or anything. They just He just pushed, pushed them, them in into a pit. And they starved to death. Exactly. That would have been creepy. Okay. Yeah, But this I movie give you ain't that. going for creeps. It's going for giggles. It's going for something. I God, I still couldn't tell you what this movie's going for. No, it's going for... I don't think the director knew what this movie was going for. Yeah. <clears throat> so he... I think he's just like, yeah. I'm going to change this. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he gets he gets back and the cops are in the house and he's like, he's giving the worst. I guess his parents are back. <laughs> apparently. And so he's giving this description of the Oh, yeah. The and the person. babysitter got eaten. She fell in the pit. Yeah. Babysitter's dead. He tried to save her. He did. Um, and so. And he feels bad about her, too. The cops are there and he's like, um, an older guy? The yeah. mustache? Green, maybe yellow, yellow well, car. First, he pinpoints him exactly, and then he starts second guessing himself. So I didn't understand what the point of that was either. He's like, he had a yellow car. And you're like, oh, okay, he's framing this guy. I get it. Then he's like, or maybe it was green. And it's like, no, you know it's yellow. Why are you, why are you planting seeds of doubt here? That is you're odd. planting seeds of doubt to the perfect plan that you planted. Right. That is <laughs> odd. Um, yep. And so Jamie goes upstairs and he sees a ghost. Yes. Now he sees Sandy's ghost at the top of the stairs, and she's like, Jamie, "You shouldn't be you lying shouldn't like this." Have done this to me. 
and the movie just turns into a ghost story. Well, not now. even not even that. I mean, if it was like haunting him and like, how could you kill me? Sure, I get that. But instead, it's like Jamie lying is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking murdering you was probably worse. I feel like that would be the first thing you'd think of. But that also points a lot towards. And she's like, the troll actually like pork chops instead of stew beef. <laughs> they actually liked the chocolate better. <laughs> they only killed me because they wanted more chocolate. <laughs> Um, so the cops find the missing bike and they find the tutu and photos planted in mustache man's car. Yes. Then they also found the tape player with Jamie's 12 year old child voice. That is just absolutely unmistakable. Totally not a full grown mustache man's voice. And they're like, ah, and you did that too. Apparently. (laughs) Oh, you, you coerced this child into recording this thing. It's yeah. Like, uh, Chief Wiggum, you. Well, they do. Make, they again. do make it that the cops oh, in this are not very good. The cops in this. I, I mean, he's like, what was his line? Oh, they're not dead. They just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, he says something else stupid too. It's just like people just don't disappear here, or something dumb like it that. It was something like, insane. And so the cop goes into the into the parking garage <sighs> and he's like sitting down in the wheelchair in, and then in the old lady's a, wheelchair and he has a fucking straight up naked gun moment oh, where yeah. the wheelchair goes out of control and goes into traffic. <laughs> uh, this movie. That we don't even see his crash either. No, we it goes don't. Goes into traffic. He just crashes into a, like a a golf cart or something we in don't the garage. Know. The camera just moves forward, you see the point of view. Whoa. <laughs> And it's an even off-screen crash and a sound effect. It's straight Looney Tunes. Oi. Uh, so Jamie brings a rope to the trogs now because he's like, well, because this I, makes sense. I can't feed you anymore, so I guess I'd better let you out. Uh, and Sandy. Why wouldn't you let them out in the first place again? Why would you let them out at all is my question. But <laughs> I think both are both are valid questions. Um, and then he's just like, I can't feed you anymore. I thought I could just keep feeding you forever while you stayed in this dark pit. Yep. Nice, nice thinking, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of lapses in critical thinking in this film. <laughs> um, so he brings he brings a rope to them, drops it down the hole, and as soon as he does, Sandy, not being great at her ghost timing, like does her American Werewolf in London bit, <laughs> like after it's too late and the rope's already down the fucking hole, yeah. and she's like. Do you realize what you've just done? Yeah. How about you realize what you're doing yeah. as so, he's bringing the rope to the pit? She was at ghost school. Yeah, she, she was, was running late. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was late to you're warn him about the ghost. pit. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> learning to navigate the afterlife. Oh, my God. All right. It's like, oh, shit. That stupid kid that killed me is doing something dumb. Hold on. I gotta go. <laughs> so uh, one of the cops. I wonder what ghosts are doing when they're not <sighs> ghosting. Nothing, man. Just chilling. <laughs> Cops find a truck, they hear the trog, and then we get this second disturbing scene. This is the skinny dipping scene. Oh, yeah. So, so they, wait, but, but, so, um, yeah, so once Jamie throws the rope, this movie just, Jamie's out of the picture for like the next 20 minutes. Right. This movie just switches gears completely and becomes a creature feature. Yep. Like, they're like sci-fi originals, the movie. There's there's just yep. crazy, That's all it is. crazy fuzz chuds. It's just around. fuzzy chuds murdering people in cornfields. 
So now we go to this skinny dipping scene, which I was so inclined to make a meme about today. Oh my god, <laughs> insanity! After reading the trivia. Oh my god! It's not even a skinny dip scene, though. There's no reason for it. It's very disturbing. So you can you can tell this story. Okay, so we go to the scene where the it's I mean it's straight out of any one of these horror movie yep. creature features. There's a girl and guy on the beach and they're swimming, and but it's played really odd. Usually this movie this scene starts with skinny dipping. You know what I mean? Like yep. hey, we're alone. Let's skinny dip. No, they just go in on their clothes and they're fine. And then the boyfriend swims out of the water, and she's like, "Hey, want to go skinny dipping?" But he's like, he's "No, I'm out tired." Of the water. He's like, "No, I'm tired." <laughs> I'm like, okay, and so typical teenager. So, so the girl swims around for a little bit more while he sleeps. We get some yellow eye vision, so we know the trogs are coming. She gets out of the water and takes off her top, and we see side boob for all of two seconds before she's taken away by one of the trial logs. Another part of this. So before we get to the, the behind the scenes <laughs> weird part of this, when we see the drug take her away, he, he's struggling so hard. There's this 110 pound maybe woman and he's got her thrown over his shoulder and he's like, and he's, a, he's like, oh no, oh, oh, oh God. Crap. And he like, stumbles sideways stumbles sideways the other way it's like you know he's about to fall the fuck over so i find out after the fact through some imdb trivia (laughs) that the director's wife was on set and she forbade him to direct any of the nude scenes so apparently they had the script writer yep shoot these makes no sense but that's what they say happened it's what it's what they say happened but i think i I think that the way that they describe it is not really how it goes what i think happened is that they didn't shoot any nude scenes Mm -hmm. the idea was that they weren't going to happen at all yeah and so he was like we're not going to have any nude scenes in this whatsoever and then later on when he was fired they went back and shot the two nude scenes or three nude scenes okay that are in there, those came in later because they needed, they thought they needed them. But the way the story goes (laughs) is the director's wife wouldn't let him shoot any of the nude scenes. Except the skinny dipping scene because it was his daughter. Gross. Um, In what, this is Jamie logic. In what world does this make sense? I think that's why this My husband can't shoot a, a random naked girl, but Put our daughter naked put on our, camera. Put our nude daughter on camera, please. And, That's fun. And to add insult to injury, there is no point to this nudity either. Like I said, it doesn't start off it's like a normal mo- scene where it's just you get fun skinny dipping nudity. You see her take off her top for some reason for two seconds before she gets carried away. Why couldn't she just get carried away? <laughs> and now, now I just want to, I, I wish I could be it's there. It's beyond gratuitous. There, The other scenes, as gratuitous imagine, as you, any of the rest of it is, it's at least a plot element. This yeah. is Fully gratuitous. You could absolutely excise it. How do you think the director sounded like that on the on the set with his daughter? Being I like, don't want to know. I legitimately do. Or do not you think she know. questioned it? Like, Dad, do I need to? Or, or did she want she to? She was like, No, Dad, I'm doing I'm this. I'm doing this. Oh, I want to be a naked scream queen. I mean, I, I really want to know how this went down. I don't know, but it happened, and it became a, a funny little meme I made today. <laughs> All of this is terribly <laughs> disturbing. So, um, trogs are now pigging out on all of these. They're all, finding bodies. They've got all the delicious bodies. So and then we get the, the great them. trope of rednecks with shotguns taking the law into their own hands. What I like about this is it's clearly not American 
rednecks taking the law into their own hands because when they go to the woods, they're like, okay, everybody fan out. All right. Now you're in safe position. All right. Since I know all of your guns do not have ammunition in them. Now we load now that we're all in a safe arc. (laughs) And it's like, they do this thing that's like, oh no, if this had been an American movie, it would have been like the rednecks would have gone. Woo-hoo! Everything would have been like loaded up, at the same time. shooting yep, up in yep. the air while they're like <laughs> in the trucks. Um, because that's the that's the trope. Welcome to redneck mob mentality safety class. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not even to say that actual American rednecks are even like that. It's more to say that that's how the trope American goes. movie rednecks. Right. Are like exactly. That. So like in an American rednecks in are like that. Silver Bullet. <laughs> the the scene goes they're all like loaded up and they're yeah. firing in the streets you know <laughs> like all of those types of movies are a lot you know canada mm-hmm. it's just too polite <laughs> gun safety a priority in canada and uh okay so we see the little murderous ewoks from behind and they're scrambling over over branches and they're and running from all the the men with the guns they're running and away they do the dumbest thing or maybe they're, they're we don't know what the brain power on these things is like so they're, they, they might be thinking they're going to their safe spot, which is the pit. I mean, and if it was the original writing, they could have just left. J- jumped into one of the tunnels. Yep. So that makes sense. Okay. <clears throat> so that's where it's like, again, this director took over with this stupid shit and made things that make sense just not make sense anymore. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for well, one, these things should never actually be in the real world hunting rednecks in the fir- or being right. hunted in the first place. Right, uh, but they do exist now, and they don't have any escape. But all they they ju- they just jump, they jump into that pit, and uh, they get shooted. Yeah, they get like they just get loaded full of bullets, and uh, and then they grab a bulldozer and they cover it up. Oh, they don't even. Uh, again, you know, you would think we yeah. should investigate this, but you could also think small well, town. Let's cover this up. Yeah, nobody, nobody needs to know that our town's got fuzz chuds. Yeah, absolutely. It. And so the so the guy's on the on the phone, and he's like, "Nope, it was, nope, uh, it was wild dogs." Turns out it was dogs, not uh, not fuzzy chuds. Wild like dogs you might been think. living out there for years. No fuzz chuds here. Nope, none. <laughs> um, so they they plow it over, which, as much as that kind of works, that's also where the corpses are for all the victims. Ooh, I didn't even so think of that. In order well, to get, I guess they're burying the mystery. Pretty sure, big time. until it becomes a federal case. If there's like, Just denying all these families closure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it does seem like that's really prone to bite them in, in the ass very quickly. Yeah. But, but whatever. So There's a lot of lawsuits coming. According, <laughs> according to this, everything's fine and they've covered it all up. And now our hero, Jamie has been relocated to a farm where he's going to be much happier. His grandparents' house for some reason. <laughs> yep. Like, why? Because of this fucking boss ending. <laughs> um, so he's... This ending is straight EC Comics. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's an O. Henry, but yeah. it's a beautiful O. Henry, and it was... I loved it. I fucking loved it because I feel like Jamie was such a creep. Like, mm-hmm. the level of creep, even though it's hard to blame a 12-year-old... And treat him like an adult and blame him for these sorts of things. 12-year-olds don't hostage <clears throat> boob watch. <laughs> True. I mean, so in this case, it's probably okay. But it's like, but still, I liked the closure of having him die. Yeah. So he goes to his grandparents' house and there's a girl. Uh, the neighbor girl. You guys are going to be friends. You can play together. It's like, sweet. You chase me. <laughs> and they run into the woods. This girl is over excited to murder because she's like apparently every time she meets a new person she's like great an opportunity to kill them (laughs) 
So she just How does this him. not raise suspicion? Because <laughs> she does mention, like, so the big twist here is that she's got a pit with trolls, too. <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh, those are troll logs. They eat people. And she's like, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Boom. Push. That's the end. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's obviously done it before. Yeah. How is she getting away with this? Okay. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, Again, this is the this is the thing that would have worked wonderfully if this had all been metaphorical. Mm-hmm. If like if it had turned out that trollologs weren't real, yep. this ending would have been awesome. If he saw hers and she's another psychotic, so he knows he's somehow seeing her psychosis mm-hmm. manifest and she's also a serial killer. And then it's like, I see that there are trollologs here. And he doesn't realize it. So metaphorically, he's being thrown into the pit or she's just slitting his throat or whatever mm-hmm. in the real world. So either way, it's like it's a cool. Yeah. But then because they're real, it just becomes another piece of magic that's confusing where it's like there's so many magical elements of this movie that you have to suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. for. You have to believe that the, the teddy bears real. You have to believe that troglodytes live there and nobody's found them you have to believe that this kid is a serial killer that never gets caught and Teddy just takes a big back seat for the, the last half of the movie too he, he just sits in a in a paper bag yeah he's like you wait here Teddy <laughs> I don't even think he comes to grandma's house mm, he does he does yeah he's in the paper bag and he's oh, like okay. Teddy you'll have to wait here oh and he yeah. sets oh, he okay. sets Teddy on the lawn which is why I think that a better ending probably would have been him going with Teddy and bringing Teddy with him, setting Teddy down on the side of the pit. She pushes him in. She picks up Teddy and walks back home with him. And the last scene is her and Teddy or Teddy talking to her in her voice. Oh, that'd be great. Be like, Oh, it just transfers over to her. Yep. Which I would have liked that a lot more. It's a lot, it's a lot better closure, but whatever. Or, I mean, as crazy as this movie works, we could have had a shot of Teddy climbing out of the bag and walking towards the grandparents, even. (laughs) Because he's alive, I guess. And still there. (laughs) Or Teddy pushes both of them into the pit. And then he does a little dance. (laughs) 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 And that's the ending through the whole credits. It's just him dancing like a Pixar movie. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That ending would be the best. Uh, Jamie and the Trollologs. <laughs> so yeah, that's the pit. This uh, has been another episode of Jamie, Jamie and the, the Trollologs. Yeah, that is the pit. <laughs> Meet Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what a movie. What a movie. It's 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 a movie that I love. Mm. I know it's completely flawed, but it's perfectly broken in all the right places for me. Yep. It hits every button. Uh, it is funny because... It's a crapshoot. Again, it's, it's almost like, let's just throw some ideas at the wall and see what <clears throat> sticks. Oh, all of them. Yeah, apparently <laughs> all of them. And the other part of this movie that I find interesting is that these types of movies, I find myself easily grossed out by this kind of movie. Like, mm-hmm. if there's any kind of, like, mention of, like, weird sexual assault stuff or any of that, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done. And there's something about this movie that the way that it's done is both so well crafted and so poorly crafted Mm -hmm. that it's stupid enough that I never felt so gross that I was like, I'm not going to watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, like there's something about it and I can't, I can't quite describe what it is, Mm -hmm. 
but it's just it's it's just such a cheese ball fest. It feels like trauma. The same way when it's like trauma introduces skinheads or whatever and you're like, well, you know, it's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who fucking cares? It's you're not going to get occupied with the politics of the yeah. skinheads in your trauma movie cuz it's trauma. <laughs> but this movie is it's very weird. It's very uh it's very one of a kind. It is it's super worth a watch. The director never did a thing again. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, I think you probably saw the same documentary I saw when we were talking about that. That They just called looking for a director and he was in the room. <laughs> he was the guy in the room because it, it was the Ken Exploitation era yeah. where where uh, all of the, the tax breaks were freaking ridiculous. The Canada would do matching grants and all this other stuff for movies that were made in Canada and had a 50% Canadian crew. And so in order to qualify for these grants, you just had to you had to have a certain amount of Canadians working on your picture. Yeah. And so but one of them had to be like a director or something, something higher than that. And they were like, well, OK, well, then uh, do you have a Canadian director that, you know? And so instead of being like, oh, we'll call around, they went they put the phone down and went, hey, hey Lou, you want to make a movie? <laughs> Anybody in the next room know what a camera does? <laughs> and and this guy named Lou was like. Yeah, uh, it sounds great. What, it got a teddy bear and it murders people? All right, I'm into it. I wanted to, I'm just trying to look up who did this. It'd be nice to thank this documentary. Maker. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it was It was really good. Uh, I'm going to pay more attention to their stuff. It was really informative, and also I liked the fact that the uh, theme song was done uh, by Psycho Stick. It was by uh, good, good Bad Flicks. Good Bad Flicks, yes. On YouTube. Yeah. Exploring the pit with Good Bad Flicks. Uh, yeah. Thank you. It was super informative. Super, super helpful. <laughs> To understand this ridiculous thing that made no sense. <laughs> but yep, there they are. The Trollologs. Jamie and the Trollologs. <laughs> so if you want more Trollolog action, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And if you want to purchase Trollologs online, you can get them at CoastCityComics.com. You selling trollologs? No, just comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> and some other stuff. But you know what? If I can find a trollolog, I'll sell it online. Perfect. And hey, uh, this is going to be dated if you're listening to this <laughs> much sure later will. than tomorrow. But uh, Haunt's <laughs> playing at the Nickelodeon Cinema here in town. Yes. Our podcast buddy uh, Damien will be there will be doing there. a Q&A. We're, gonna, we're making special giveaway bags. Uh, we're doing everything we can to put haunt on things that uh, does not make it copyright infringing. <laughs> and uh, we're giving away free candy and stuff. And, and I'm going to watch a movie. And yeah, you get to go see a movie for 10 bucks and we give you free stuff. It's going to be fun. And uh, and there's a there's a weird giveaway that we're doing on Instagram. So follow Coast City Comics on Instagram and repost that haunt thing. And you might win a DVD and a graphic novel and some stuff. And I'm going to watch a movie. And also, you're going to watch a movie, and on Friday, uh, independent wrestling sensation Danhausen is going to be joining us at the store for a little for a little bit. I'm going to be printing up vomit bags. Friday, 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 Friday. Friday. Coast City Comics, 3 o'clock. You're going to see Danhausen. He's going to be visiting us for a photo op. We're going to reuse our Friday the 13th backdrop that we used when Ari was here. <laughs> uh, we did a little benefit for Camp Sunshine back in the day and uh, had Ari, the first Jason, jumping out of a boat. I remember boat. that. I was bummed. I had to be somewhere that day. <laughs> he was jumping out of a boat with a Crystal Lake backdrop. <laughs> Instead, now it's going to be Danhausen with a Crystal Lake backdrop <laughs> and you can get a photo with him. Uh, and and we're going to give away free vomit bags with Dan Housen that I'm going to screen print. Awesome. Yeah, pretty great. 
Anyway, uh, screen print some fucking Funbox Monster podcast shirts while you're at it. There. Um, yes, I, <laughs> I I couldn't do anything because my printer, my my transfer printer, mm-hmm. ran out of ink. So in order to actually print film negatives, I couldn't do it for a while. Yeah, some excuses. It's expensive shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, rich. You own a comic shop. Oh, oh, right, right. Rich from <laughs> running a comic shop. That's right. I forget yeah. how much money it makes to run a comic <laughs> shop. <sighs> anyway. Let's uh, end on that happy ending. <laughs> anyway, join us next week. Actually, we'll, no, no, no. I'm going to Join us in two weeks. Yeah, I'm on vacation. Well, join us next week for... A, some old thing that you haven't listened to yet. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, and we will see you in two weeks. Faces. Good night.